Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiya, oh yeah, it is the Redman Bite Size podcast. It's Wednesday, the 11th of October. I'm Chloe Bloxham, and we are going to round up today's news and to kick us all off, Howard Webb, uh, the head of the PGMOL, uh, held his lovely little... Um, TV show that he now has with Michael Owen last night and on it he spoke about that Diaz disallowed goal v Spears and we're just going to quickly go through uh, exactly what was said um, and what he believed happened on the pitch. I don't know why we're going through this again because before they even did a review they told us exactly what had happened. They then did a review and gave a statement of what happened and now they're just telling me but um, with audio instead because it's all practically the same uh, but either way uh, Howard Webb went on to say it happened due to a loss of concentration uh, he then went on to say though that without VAR the goal wouldn't have stood anyway I don't know how that helps anyone to be honest um, Howard because the reason that VAR is there is because decisions like that would be made because people only get one chance to look at it and VAR is supposed to be there to correct it. Um, so turning around and saying without VAR, the goal wouldn't have been given anyway doesn't doesn't actually do anyone any favours and it doesn't help VAR either. Um, but that that he, he did go off and, and say that. Uh, he then said, we have uh, been you know, getting quite a lot of criticism for how long we take to make decisions. Uh, we want the decision process to hurry up as well, uh, but not at the risk of losing accuracy in decisions. And we've all been there. There's always been a decision uh, for every team. This, uh, I mean, since VAR has been a thing where it's felt like it's took four minutes to get to a clear decision. And if it's a, a grey area, if it's a decision that needs, you know, looking into a more, more replays, you can totally understand it taking that long. Uh, a decision that seems simple where they've spent five minutes on is a bit annoying. But like Howard's just said there, if the decision overall is correct and the conclusion is correct that no one's bothered really about how long it takes um, and Howard believes that potentially due to the fact that us wanting to hurry up the speed and Darren England's you know hurrying up that speed uh, that's where the, the problem occurred um, he said the human error um, of him just saying check complete check complete has now um, affected new protocols uh, new protocols are being brought in and instead of you know just the VAR saying check complete check complete which is a bit mad that they just say that anyway um, because surely there's been more decisions like this where you need to explain exactly what's going on in fact for every decision you should explain check complete uh, red card check complete you know offside check complete not offside goal should be given all of that should be a thing but it's not so why that's only just being implemented i don't know why no one thought at the beginning that was you know 
real, real important communication i've got no idea uh, but going forward you will be hearing more things like check complete goal offside confirmed goal confirmed um so they will be given a little bit more context of what the hell they're checking and what their decision is um because evidently it didn't go in liverpool's favor um and it was all just an absolute mess up uh, as for the laws of the game obviously we know that the referee um didn't bring it back because VAR didn't bring it back. Uh, Darren England was being told to delay the game and was being told his error, but he wouldn't acknowledge it for about 25 seconds. When he did finally acknowledge it, he said there was nothing that he could do. The game's restarted. Um, and in absolutely no shock or surprise, uh, Howard Webb has actually supported him and said, due to the laws of the game set by FIFA, yet he wants to make sure that you knew that it was by FIFA and not by the PGMOL, uh, they couldn't stop playing go back in the circumstances that occurred. And the problem I have here is the fact that Michael Owen, who's stood next to him, just takes that for what it is. Why hasn't Michael Oliver challenged it and said, do you not think, though, that, you know, common sense has to prevail? Do you think that if the referee was notified and he spoke to the the two coaches and it was brought back and it was given a goal, would you be proud of your team? What would you think on that matter? What would you have done in that situation? Howard Webb didn't get asked any of these questions. Um, Michael Oliver, uh, Michael Oliver, Jesus Christ, we're going to get on to him in a minute. Um, Michael Owen did just take it for what it was and, and didn't really challenge him on it. Um, but he went on to say, international FA boards are now doing a review of the laws when it comes to VAR. So, he basically said we need things like this to happen for us to understand that we need to change the rules. Why we thought that we needed something like this to happen for us to have knowledge of changing the rules is beyond me. Once again, common sense should have just told you. Actually, you know what, lads? If Sutton's not given an incorrect decision, right, yeah, and we've accidentally messed up here with VAR, because VAR is a process. Um, it's not well done, boys, though. Um, like, how how is... How have we implemented a rule where no one can go back after the restart? It's ludicrous. Um, but the FA board are now going to look into that and see what they can change. Um, Howard Webb also said that the referees and on-field um, officials did not know until after the game. Um, and Michael Oliver did ask him, you know, do you think the referee should have been told? And Webb said no, it was for the best that re the referee didn't know. It, otherwise, it would have been on his mind and potentially distracted him uh, when making decisions for the rest of the game. And here's where I have a problem then. Um, you're not refereeing the game correctly. You're not doing your job then. If a decision has swayed you um, in the, in uh, you know, uh, let's say Luis Diaz doesn't get his goal the referee, Simon Hooper, understands that he's been told that. So he's more lenient to give Liverpool fouls or spares yellow cards. Or if there's a red card decision, he's more likely to give a red card. You're not refereeing the game. You're not doing it by the laws of the game. So you're not then doing your job. And no matter what decisions you get right or wrong on the pitch, like it should, you should just base what you've got in front of you and judge it by the laws of the game. Um, and obviously... Kit Jones getting a red card that was, you know, controversial to quite a lot of people. It didn't change, you know, Simon Hooper from giving Diogo Jota a second yellow and sending him off either. Um, so it's it's all a bit mad. I think the referee should have known uh, because 
later on he talks about how he doesn't want officials he doesn't he, the VAR don't want to re-ref games for the referee um, and they don't really want to make them decisions for the ref and in this case they've not let the ref make the decision they've made the decision so they contradict themselves all the time um, and it's just it's a really it's quite annoying um, there's just it's a never ever uh, never ending uh, never oh my god am I okay Um it, it's it's a loophole here that we're going to have to deal with because even this weekend decisions were incorrect. You saw Brentford the day after the Spurs game and it what should have been a very clear penalty. Uh, VAR deemed not a foul and not a penalty. There's just officials who are absolutely crap at their job and the quicker we understand that, the better it'll be for the game. Um, you either... I, I don't mind VAR as a concept, but when you've got absolute idiots in charge of it, that's when I've got a problem with it. Uh, do a bit more like UEFA. UEFA are a bit, a bit closer to what we need. Um, they have, you know, that... that the actual technology to tell you when something's offside or onside but we can't do that because that would get rid of like three people's jobs and we really want to help each other out uh, when we're officials um so that's probably why that's not there um but yeah i, ca- I can't keep going round uh, uh, about the spares game it angers me every time i get over it and then i'm reminded of it and truthfully the end decision is that referees are just crap they're incompetent they're not good at the jobs and until they get good at their jobs or you get someone else who is good at that job um var will still become a shambles it won't get any better you need officials to get better because they're the ones in charge of making these decisions Uh, but moving on hi this is craig robinson from ways to win and support for this podcast comes from invesco qqq the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We'll go to Ryan Gravenberch, who uh, has scored uh, one goal and got to assist in like four appearances for Liverpool. Should be two goals. Um, And yet he still uh, has not been picked by the Netherlands under 21. Uh, If you're wondering why, it's because on transfer deadline day, he joined Liverpool. The next day, he was supposed to go to Netherlands and play for their under 21s. He decided to stay uh, at Liverpool, find a house, try and settle down, try and get everything he needed to live there um you know to bring stuff over from you know his his place in Germany all these kind of things and it the Netherlands didn't respect that didn't respect the lad who'd had quite a, a torrid time at Bayern and and uh, you know he's he's 
his potentials through the roof. Um, and they didn't like that he wanted to get his career back on track and decided that he should have picked the Netherlands over uh, Liverpool. Now, I don't care for international footy, so I will obviously not care about what the Netherlands think. But I will tell you what has happened. Um, so Ronald Koeman, who I'm pretty sure left one of his jobs to go to, to Barca, which doesn't really seem any different to what what Ryan Gravenberch has done. In fact, Ryan Gravenberch actually has a, a, an uh, excuse. But either way, he turned around and said, we do have a certain opinion about cancelling for the Dutch juniors or Dutch national team. Um, I don't think he has played much yet. Last Thursday, there was a competition. Um, but... He said, I still think he has great talent. I hope he can develop at Liverpool and play more because then he will always be a player for the Dutch national team. Um, and here's the thing is that like you clearly know how talented he is and how talented he could be, uh, but you're not supporting a lad who's trying to get his, his career back on track. Um, he said the signal has been sent to him. Um, we we are now busy with a, a group of players because obviously... Uh, the, there was other players who were called up. Um, he said, I don't know if it's a one-off, but we are not going to write off young players anyway. Um, so basically, the Dutch team think that this is sending, by not choosing him, this is sending a message to Ryan Ravenberch. And all I have to say is, to Ryan Ravenberch is, um, just keep performing, right, yeah? And at some point, they'll have absolutely no option to choose yeah. And then you don't look like you've said sorry and had to come back. Um, it's very much been a case of you've been too good. They've crapped themselves because they feel like they need you. Um and they'll include you in the squad, and that 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 might happen. I mean, they'll probably think that just this time is enough of a punishment to Ryan Gravenberch. But if I was Ryan Gravenberch, I'd be sat there thinking, "Boss, great, let me continue to focus on Liverpool because you know, with with McAllister potentially playing DM, it's me and Curtis Jones for for the left side of midfield, and Curtis Jones is injured. I can potentially get my stamp on this Liverpool side and, and force me way into the team. Um, and let's hope that him spending more time at Liverpool really helps his development. And as for the Dutch team, they should be really excited that he's joining Liverpool, that he's getting opportunities, um, because he could be a superstar for them in the future so I've got no idea uh, why Ronald Koeman who's not done many good things or right things in life let's put it that way um, and has left teams to go and join other teams and be managers of other teams has decided that Ryan Gravenberch trying to get his, his career back on track and, mo and moving his stuff so that he can live in Liverpool is just a step too far um, but yeah all the best to, to Ryan Gravenberch. I'm happy he's staying. Uh, that just means, you know, there's less chance of him getting injured. Let's touch wood for that, though, because, you know, um, there is still chance because he still trains. Um, but I'm, I'm I just keep ignoring him, Dutch, the Dutch team. I'm, I'm fine with you doing that. That is better for Liverpool. Um, anyway, to round this all off, we're going to go back to another VAR decision. This decision has nothing to do with Liverpool. Um, but... I thought it was important because Howard Webb turning around and saying that, you know, um, he, he speaks about how he doesn't want officials, VAR team to re-ref a game of football um, and how that contradicts exactly what happened in the Spurs game. Well, it happened in the City game um, and this time... They were once again protecting their mates. Uh, Kovacic should have been seen uh, should have seen a straight red for his challenge on Martin Odegaard. I won't hear anything else. I won't. It's a clear red card. Uh, 
every single day of the week. It hits every bullet point of the criteria that it needs to be a red card. He should have been sent off. Martin Odegaard could have broke his leg. Uh, if his leg's planted any more um, and he's put any more weight on it, his leg snapped in two. However, uh, Howard Webb said that we want to be con- as consistent as possible. And here's the problem because there is absolutely no consistency because Curtis Jones gets a red card for, you know, uh, an accident there's no force there's no intent there's no malice there's no none of that and look um at this point i'm okay with curtis jones seeing red i I think it's a tough one but if people want to think it's a red card i can understand where they've came from and i can understand the referee giving a red card when you know a freeze image of him nearly snapping someone's leg is very much what's on the var monitor when he goes over there so like i'm okay with that However, this this was less of a grey area. This was reckless, out of control, extreme force, a leg-breaking challenge, uh, potential, you know, harm to the opponent. Um, and yet, VAR didn't do anything. Um, Howard Webb said, it, it, it's clearly a poor tackle, and if a red would have been given on the field by Oliver, it would have been a straightforward check complete. And that's the thing. So if if there would have been absolutely no complaints about a red card and him giving a red card and being sent straight off, why why is there no complaint at the fact that he's only gave a yellow? Why is no one looking at that then? Because... There is there's there's quite a line between what I deem a yellow and a red, and that is a stone wall red card. It's one of the most clear red cards you're gonna see. He's high, it's a leg breaking challenge. The lad can break his ankle, his lower leg. Um he said the first yellow isn't clear and obvious to the VAR to issue Oliver to take a look and give a red. I don't get it. I don't what is this clear and obvious criteria? What does it need to be? Because no matter how many times I see that, no matter if it's slowed down, full speed, um, it, it the challenge gets worse and worse and worse and worse. I, I don't understand how VAR hasn't even said to, to Michael Oliver, I am eight, um, I'm going to let you have a look at that. I don't need to say if it's a red card. I don't need to say anything. I just want you to go and have another look. You make your own decision. I'm not going to tell you what I think. I just want you to have a look so you've got a better... Um, view of it because it was at a high speed the lad's gone in at a ha- at a real force um and yeah the the thing that i don't get is howard webb continues to say um the var officials didn't want to re-ref that decision and th- and this is the point that's what var is there for though the just just go by the letter of the law just literally <sighs> do your job it's just that simple you're not re-refing the game if you just say i am eight you might want to have another look at that you're still leaving the decision down to michael oliver if you were turning around and, and you were saying in his ear yeah it's a red card that you know yeah lads i think i defo a red card i think I, and if if you were doing and if it wasn't as harsh as what it is then maybe but that is a stonewall red card and once again they are not undermining the the official on the pitch they don't want to send michael oliver to the to the screen because they that's their best ref and he's potentially got a massive decision in the biggest game of the weekend incorrect not just that but like it's just so clear. It's ridiculous. They don't want to get each other into crap, into trouble. And therefore, they bend the rules and they move around the stuff so that that doesn't happen. Um, 
And ultimately, I, I, I just don't, I don't understand the point of VAR. Um, Howard Webb said he was extremely fortunate to stay on the pitch, especially with the potential second yellow. Um, but obviously, VAR can't intervene with second yellows until Michael Oliver, Ayalad, yeah, that could have been a second yellow there. Uh, which, once again, why can VAR intervene in some, but not all in uh, circumstances. It, it's just a bit strange. Um, either way, he then turned around and said, uh, Michael Oliver doesn't want to have a negative impact on the game by overreacting. But here's here's the problem. By underreacting, he has a negative effect on the game. Kovacic should have seen red straight away. He then doesn't. He then puts another crunch and tackle in on someone. Should have seen a second yellow and got a red card. That game, in a side where Arsenal had, you know, they were missing massive players. Um, they should have been against 10 men for a large period of that game and they've won so it doesn't matter but my word if they hadn't have won that game the absolute fury that we would have seen and I think the fury still should be seen right now but the fury that would have been seen would have been unbelievable um, that's a title challenging game um, and after what happened last season it's important that Arsenal take as many points off City as they can to win the league if that's what they're trying to do Um and yeah, for it to not be a red. And ultimately, Rodri saw the red and Kovacic should have saw the red, which therefore means they would have been missing two players, you know, coming up. They, they were, now they can just slot Kovacic back in and tell them to go again. They don't have to fix any potential, um, you know, gaps that they had. Pep Guardiola doesn't have to do that. No, because he's still allowed to use Kovacic when he should have been given a red card. I don't get it. I think the referees and officials are awful. I, I like VAR. I think VAR is a good thing. I don't like the people in charge of it and therefore it makes it absolutely awful and it's much better to just either not have VAR and just take decisions for what they are. A person's only seen it one time and I can get over it a lot quicker than people and multiple, seeing, multiple people seeing decisions and just not giving them the correct decisions by the letter of the law just 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 ref the game properly ref it to the laws of the football game and you know you'll be sound but they don't do that because they want to protect people they want to keep 11 men on the pitch now apparently even though they want to keep only nine against liverpool um and yeah i i cannot i cannot keep doing this um I, it's just going around in circles and i hate absolutely everything about the officials uh, but anyway uh, that has been all for this red men bite size uh, i do have something to ask of you though if you could just go over to our youtube channel uh, red men tv um there is a Bobby Firmino documentary called Bobby Best in the World uh, that our producer Joe uh, created. It's incredible and it's so close to 200,000 views. If you could just give that a watch, you'd enjoy it. You'd, you'd absolutely love it. Um, but also it helps us reach the 200k milestone. Uh, so please do go over there and do that. Uh, reminisce, do something. You know, watch, watch our documentary whilst there's absolutely no football going on. There is international break football, but no one cares. Um, so go and do that for us uh, but anyway nice one for listening and up the reds